We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, we're going to crack open some brews and talk about a little bit of controversy that's surrounding our beloved team. The Indians are certainly coming into this season like a lion. Hopefully they don't go out like a lamb. Uh, And then we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to need to pull ourselves out of that. So we're going to do our own draft uh, where we're going to, it's like a TikTok fantasy draft. We're going to pick players. We've got a special guest, Tolik Ports, who's here to tell us about his awesome nonprofit organization for kids and so much more. So come on up the driveway, rank out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in everybody to the Garage Beers podcast brought to you Proudly brought to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go follow Belly Up Sports at Belly Up Sports at Belly Up Sports Podcast. All the Belly Up Sports Podcasts we are becoming friends with. Uh, we love them. We love the network we're on. Uh, it's a great place. So go check them out. Uh, but also go find us on our socials at The Garage Beers on Twitter and Instagram at The Garage Beers Podcast on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We are everywhere. So go find us. Give us a follow. And if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a rate, give us a like, uh, all of that stuff. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, with you, as always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe. Go find me at Garage Beers Mike on social media. And I am joined by the two best co-hosts in all the land. First, over on the east side of Cleveland, we have got Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad. Chad, what's going on, man? Hey. Hey. Hey, guys, did you have Randy Orton beefing with Soldier Boy on your 2021 <laughs> bingo card? <laughs> what? Drake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Randy Orton and are apparently beefing on Twitter now, and Randy really wants to kick Soldier Boy's ass because Soldier Boy called wrestling fake. Yeah, he called wrestling fake. And 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 Randy Orton was like, "Hey, you had a sweet year in 2007. You made lots of money, but you suck now. And come into my world." And then Soldier Boy was like, "Do you know who I am?" And he's like, and "Randy's like, yeah, you were big in 2007. You're Soldier Boy. So fuck off." And uh, you know, they're they're just going back and forth now. So it's uh, I don't know if it's a work for WrestleMania, 
or whatnot. But uh, yeah, they're beefing right now in 2021. I feel like I saw Soldier Boy tweet, you know, because Soldier Boy had the famous outside of 2007. It was last year or two years ago or whatever when he was talking about Drake and he was like, Drake. He tweeted that, <laughs> but he was like, Orton. Uh, so yeah. I would love to see Randy Orton beat down Soldier Boy. Uh, and if that's any indication of how 2021 is going to go, it's dramatically better than last year. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. Chad, over there on the east side, uh, let's throw it down. Nashville, Tennessee, Joey Whalen at Garage Beers. Joe, what's going on, Joe? How the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank great. you for asking. I'm so nervous right now. I I just, I am not looking forward to our Garage Beers. Uh, and we, we'll get to that. But it, um, it were just, uh, the profile of beer that we're having tonight reminds me of, a type of food that like instantly makes me gag and like vomit. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have yes. any other types of food, but I, for some reason cannot eat a pickle, cannot smell a pickle, cannot taste a pickle <laughs> without immediately gagging. It's the weirdest thing. Um, I can eat like, like for instance, like Chick-fil-A has like when they marinate their chicken, it's marinated kind of like in pickle juice and stuff and it cooks off and, I don't really taste it, but if you gave me like, if it was like death or a pickle, it, it would be a thought. Like we would definitely think about it. Um, Jesus. And so that's what people, that's what people are coming to the garage beers podcast for Joe. Right. To hear you gag and vomit. Well, stay tuned folks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I think we're just going to get right into it because, you know, I feel like Chad for all the shit I want to give him all the time has been the ultimate trooper on this podcast because mm-hmm. we've done IPA after IPA after IPA. Uh, <laughs> Stay and, humble, Chad. Hang on. <laughs> and, and, and Chad is, has, has, has just kind of grinned and bared it. Right. And he's, That's right. he's had IPAs. <laughs> he's had IPAs where we forced him to drink IPAs and he's had IPAs where he just, it was like the last beer in his fridge and he did it anyways. And so I said, you know what? I think it's about time for my penance here. And I didn't know this about Joe. Oh. Uh, I didn't know Joe hated these as much as I do. Uh, but I sent Chad a text and I said, listen, dude, you've been Mr. Cooperative when it comes to the beers and the IPAs. And so this week on the Garage Beers podcast, here we go with our favorite segment of the week. It's our Garage Beers of the Week. And this week it is going to feature sour beers. Oh. Oh. Oh boy, are you guys looking for? I see the smiles on your faces already. Oh, I love it. I refuse to open mine. I don't want to smell it. I'm going to have one sip. And you know, if I like it, I will continue drinking it. But I don't okay. want to have a mistakenly open beer and have to sit here wafting it while we're doing our intro. I don't, I, I feel like I've worked myself into getting kind of excited because I went to like Heinen's. And I bought a beer that just this one can was like $6. And I was like, that has to be good. Like, that's got to be like, like well-made goodness in there. And uh-huh. that's what I'm praying for because I have <laughs> never had a sour beer that I've enjoyed ever. <laughs> I'm hoping tonight's the first time. Chad, what about you? Joey and I, you, you know our feelings on sour beers. I don't know where the hell pickles came from, by the way. I don't know where pickles came from before. We're not drinking pickle beers. Uh, it's but, pretty oh close. God. Oh, God. But, Chad, what are oh your God. feelings on sour beers? 
Uh, honestly, I, I, the, my first ever sour beer that I've ever had was a few weeks back, you know, well, I mean, actually months back when, when I, I was still doing uh, the show on the, on the porch when it was nice out. But, um, you know, it was when I got back from vacation, I went to Dogfish Head and I got their super, super Goza beer. Yeah. Uh, and that was actually my first ever sour beer. And I, I you know, I didn't mind it. I, you know, to me, it tasted like lemonade. So, uh, you know, this mm. is going to be my second ever sour beer. So we'll find out. <laughs> I don't All know. Right, so, so you're the in one. General, I did like that first one. So you're the one that's not dreading it. So I'm going to send it to you first to see what your reaction is. Okay. So Chad, lead us off. Sour beer, garage beers of the week. What's your sour of the week? No, I'm not even uh, saying well, that. I have to fellas, backtrack. I am going we're not doing sours of the week. That makes it sound like we're doing it again. And I don't know if I can handle that. What is your sour garage <laughs> beer of the week? Hey, hey, we might. We might. You <laughs> never know. Don't accidentally coming. make a segment. Uh, <laughs> fella, fellas, fellas, I am going to uh, North Carolina this week. Or, well, Chico, California and Mills River, North Carolina this week. And we're going to Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. With the wild little thing, ah. slightly sour ale, and with guava, hibiscus, and strawberry. Huh. So why don't we have a taste here? Huh? They see. all sound like good flavors. Hmm. 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 What's the verdict? That is better than any. That is better than any IPA oh, in the history you. of God ever made IPA. I hate you. That is so good. Oh, no. It is delicious. Oh no! I would rather <laughs> this is better better than any IPA. Best, best, best. You know what? Best. This is better than Treehouse Brewing Company. <laughs> I am oh, gonna punch you. The next God. time I see you, I'm punching you in your little baby groin. That's good. Does Treehouse have that? I had to. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do have sours, but I, I, I had do. to. All right. I, I, I had to. Huh? Don't sully treehouse by just, just being the, like, I'm sure they do. No, they don't. I, what? I just saw them advertise like a cheesecake something uh, sour, didn't they? Like you were like, and I, I saw you even saw your comment on it. You're like, oh, please just ship it to me. Can you just ship it to me, please? <laughs> In that exact tone. I hate your guts. Yeah. But I'm glad you Why? like your oh, beer. God, I love you, though. Well, you know what? I don't hate your guts. It's it's just I kind of hate your guts. That's all. All right. So Chad enjoys. Where was it from? California and North Carolina. It See, sours are so weird. They have to, like, ferment yeah. across the country. <laughs> Sierra, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Sierra Nevada. Uh, all right, so a good brewing company, yeah. Sierra Nevada. So that's that's Chad's Sour of the Week. Joe, uh, you know what? I'm going to go because oh, I hey, feel hey, like... Wait, can we not... Nevada or Nevada? Uh, it's probably Nevada. Chad? I say, I say Nevada. I say Nevada, uh, Nevada too. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. That might be where we're going to nitpick at. Yeah, yeah we're going to have mean, to check that. Okay. Another crack research. Crack research team. <laughs> the crack research team. Open's iPhone. Google. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go next because I feel like Joe could have just a um, a ridiculous uh, reaction to what's about to happen to him. So I went to Heinen's and I was looking at a bunch of these sours and. Um, 
I picked just like the most expensive ones I could find because, again, I, I don't know why I equate that with it's going to be good. So I found this one. It's from a place called The Brewing Project, and Project is spelled P-R-O-J-E-K-T, The Brewing Great Project. Start. It's out of uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So I'm going back-to-back weeks with Wisconsin beers. And uh, this is called The Smoofy. The Smoofy. <laughs> uh, what? This is very highly rated uh, on the Untapped app. Uh, it is the Smoothie Sour. It is a sour ale with blueberry, mandarin orange, and vanilla. So oh, I have cracked oh. it. I have poured it. It is the. It's as purple as my skin. Wow! So that's exciting. Oh, that is dark. That looks like a smoothie. That looks like a smoothie. I think that's the play on it. So I'm going to taste it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh God! Please don't hate this. It's <laughs> like. It's got shit at the bottom of it. Oh. <laughs> guys. 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 Don't do it. Guys. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Don't do guys. it. Guys. Yeah, do don't it. Do, do it. it. Give it to me. This Give it to me. Is amazing. No. Yeah, guys. <laughs> yeah, guys. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. First of all, time out. You guys said it looked like a smoothie. It is the texture yeah. of a smoothie. It is as thick as it looks. It tastes it just tastes like a smoothie. It just tastes like a smoothie. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, my voice is getting high because I've never had one of these that I like, and now I gotta try to make sure there's alcohol in this because. What if I miss? Yeah, there's alcohol in it. I don't know how much. <laughs> Guys, it's delicious. My God. Oh. The Brewing Project, this smoothie beer, uh, I, I, it's not a beer. It's not a beer. It's an alcoholic smoothie, and it gets like a five out of five. It is incredible. Wow. Uh, it's incredible. Dude. Guys, okay. I'm Listen. so excited. Wow. All right. All right. I've hit a winner, Joe. I've hit a winner. Listen. Now let's send it down. Hold two on. Thi- two oh, things. Go ahead, Chad. Okay. Uh, two things. Update. Uh, it's Nevada, not Nevada. Apparently, uh, native Nevadians get upset if you call it Nevada. That's, what I just, that's according to the Google machine. Ah. Um, uh, and second thing, Mike. Mike, how old are you, man? I noticed the whole glasses lift thing when you're like trying to see the can. <laughs> You know what? For, for those who can't see, it's, Michael, when looking at to see if the beer had alcohol, pulls his glasses down real low. <laughs> like he's got, yeah. what right. got? one. Pull, I might be a librarian. Up. I might want to be a librarian one day. Two. Uh, these are those blue light glasses. I don't need glasses. I can see well, but they also cause like a glare on things. It's they're great. If if you sit at a computer all day, you should be wearing these. They are great. Uh, but I couldn't see through the glare of the glasses. So shut up. Uh, all right. All right. Shut all up. Right. I love I love you. All right. I love you. Uh okay. Joe, <laughs> now now we're at now we're at the part where I am so excited. I uh, love my sour <laughs> beer. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but Joe said that the thought of drinking a sour beer makes him want to gag and throw up. Yeah. And so it's time. Joe, what is your garage beer of the week? Oh man. To preface, um, I actually opened up a Christmas sale and I have a full cup of water here. That, and that's how much I've been dreading this. Like I, I've been prepared. Um, 
And okay, so you know, I went to the store. Um, I tried to get a brewery that I knew I liked other beers from. So I have Avondale Brewing out of Birmingham, Alabama, which I've had on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, I went to the store to try to pick it up, and I was like, "Hey, uh, can I just buy one of these? Because um, I don't want a six pack in my fridge. I'm not going to like this beer, and it's going to sit in there until I can get someone over after COVID <laughs> to drink it. So um, <laughs> it's called the Sour." Posh, P A S H, Pash. Okay. I think it's Posh. Right. Posh sounds sour, like a beer sour word. Posh? Sour Posh, Pash. Okay. Sour Posh. And it says beer, but then it says passion fruit sour ale. So I. So it's Pash. Pash. So here we go. We're just. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh my god. Oh boy. Mm, has notes of things that I will hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drink it. Here we go. Um, oh, good. Let's go. All right, Let's disappointing. Go. It's uh, <laughs> I'm not gagging. I'm not gonna throw up. It's probably one of the better sours I've tried before. It doesn't have winners, that, like, boys. It doesn't have that like vinegary acidic taste to it. It's actually like kind of smooth and um, it's uh, it's not something I would sit here and enjoy. Like I feel like the more I drink it, the worse. I will like it. Like, you know, like you have an IPA that's like super bitter and you start drinking like, oh yeah, it's actually pretty good. Uh, I feel like this is going to have the opposite effect. So I'm not uh, all in yet. I'm not throwing up, but I uh, am <laughs> suspect. Boys, we're going to do sours of the week, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Sours of that one week. We did it. Sour Pash. <laughs> From Joe, he he took another sip and hated it more. It's like uh, uh, it's just so sh- like sharp. Like, why are you attacking me like that? <laughs> why are you coming at me, bro? <laughs> Back I, off, I gotta man. say, I gotta say, again, I think the standard sour is just not my thing. It's just not my thing, and that's okay. Uh, but this one, this smoothie, I could drink this. This is a thing that I could drink. It is delicious. Chad's obviously enjoying these. So those are our but, garage beers of the week this week. Uh, let us know what your garage beers are. Tell us if you're drinking something uh, that you want us to try on the podcast, and we certainly will do that. Uh, but to you guys here on the podcast with me, cheers. To you, the listener, cheers. Yeah. And now it's time to have a little bit less fun, even though we always have fun. It's an appropriate week for us to pick sour beers uh, because things, uh, and, and this is the big news this week for us, uh, here in the in Northeast Ohio, here in Cleveland with our sports teams. Things for our favorite baseball team at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario have taken a very, very sour turn. Uh, and, and yes, that's a play on words. Uh, and that's about as positive as we can be about it. Uh, it was reported weeks, months maybe ago, that former Cleveland Indians pitching coach Mickey Calloway uh, for lack of a better term, is just a fucking pervert. Uh, he he now has the he now has the 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 moniker the nickname Dick Pick Mick, uh, uh, and that's great. Uh, but basically, <laughs> is it? Uh, is it? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, no. Basically, what has happened if you're living under a rock or you don't follow things. Uh, Mickey Calloway, former uh, pitching coach for the Indians, former head uh, manager of the Mets, current coach out in uh, Los Angeles for the Angels, has been accused by a slew of women uh, of just being a pervert. 
women that range from players' wives to uh, reporters to journalists uh, to just basically just women in general. Uh, Mickey Calloway was essentially a predator. Uh, And there's no real better way to put that. He was the king of unsolicited dick pics. We've had this conversation on this podcast. Quit sending your penis to people that don't want to see your penis. Nobody has ever unsuspectingly got a picture of a penis and been like, sweet, glad I got that. Nobody likes that. Uh, But essentially, between that and between uh, trying to like solicit sex and uh, uh, kind of force women into things they don't want. Uh, Mickey Calloway has been accused of a lot of terrible things. Uh, a lot of those things come with receipts. There are pictures of either the text or of weird naked Mickey Calloway. And, uh, and, and here's what came out this week. The Indians knew about it. The Cleveland Indians knew about it, starting with Terry Francona, and the front office, the Cleveland Indians knew what Mickey Calloway was up to, and nothing ever came of it. And so, guys, uh, it's a really, really bad week for the Indians, and it's a really, really bad look when there are a slew of women that are saying, we've been telling people about this, and now there's there's actual a trail of evidence that says, yes, you did know about this and nothing was done. It's a really bad look. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad. Um, You know, especially in an organization that was supposedly well-known. I mean, I I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to totally, you know, slander anybody's character, but you know, these, it was, the Indians were known as one of the more high character organizations, you know, between Antonetti, Chernoff and Francona, and you know they were just known as 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 great guys, but to, but uh, and they still are. I mean, I, I don't I, again. I don't want to say they're terrible guys, but they were uh, obviously a million percent wrong for sitting on this information and, and doing nothing about it. Uh, yeah, and God, I don't know. The, the, there's no way that their time isn't going to come to an end out of this, right? I would think so in some capacity. Like I know cancel culture seems to be a touchy subject for some reason because people don't want to hold people accountable for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, like if you, if that's how you, um, you know, impose your culture in an organization, um, you have no business being an organization that I want to follow. Like that's, I mean, I feel like that caught every single Indians fan off guard this week. And like, you know, the fan base is dealing enough with the logo change and selling away your star player for, you know, sack of bricks. And then now you have this, it's like, man, like this doesn't feel fun. doesn't feel like exciting for the season. You kind of feel like you feel like ashamed, honestly, because yeah, you know, there's people that you look up to and people are like, oh yeah, like we're so happy that Tito's here this year and Chris Antonetti's one of the best GMs of baseball. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's got a weird, weird feeling to it. Well, and, and here's the thing. Uh, with this Cleveland Indians team, under the current leadership and especially the ownership, and it starts there with the Dolans and Paul Dolan, 
we've come to expect disappointment there. And even though uh, in some previous years, they've expanded and, 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 and uh, had some decent payrolls, the disappointment going into this year where you made the playoffs last year, you still have got young guys on the team and you still can contend. And you said, yeah, we're going to be one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. That's something that as an Indians fan, we've come to expect. And so the disappointment of having to overcome our owner getting in the way of our team's success is something that we've come to expect. However, here's what we haven't come to expect. And I think this is why it's taking so many people off guard. And it's so shocking to people. All we've talked about for years is despite of this lousy ownership, this owner who isn't in it to win, he's in it to try to make some money. And that's the truth about what the Dolans are doing with the Indians. In spite of them, you've got Chernoff and Antonetti, and you've got Tito, and you've got this front office group and this managerial group and these coaching staff that has just, and the scouting department that has figured out a way to make this team fun and competitive in spite of the fact that the they have the biggest hurdle in front of them and that their owner doesn't care whether they win or lose. And all of a sudden, all of those people that we have talked up and revered for years and years and years, all of a sudden it's like, wait, you guys were kind of perfect. You were doing everything right. You you said, okay, we're going to have shitty payroll. We're going to put good people on the field. We're going to put a good team on the field despite of it. And it felt like everything was always done the right way. And now all of a sudden you've got these reports that you knew this was going on and you tried to sweep it under the rug because what, because you felt Mickey Calloway was a, a good pitching coach and having him around for your pitchers and for winning baseball games was more important than holding him accountable for flashing his wiener at people that didn't want to see it. Yes. I mean, so everybody that we've, everybody that we've held in such high regard is now knocked completely off the pedestal. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And baseball is one of the ultimate, like, good old boys networks. Like, it's one of the ultimate, like, bro code uh, type of sports. And, you know, in in today's society, that's more of these things are just going to come to light. So, yeah, I mean, taking a long, hard look at yourself and becoming more accountable and, 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 holding more people accountable is going to become one of the most important things in a society to, 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 to turn it, to make it, I guess, to make this more of a positive, I don't know, positive society. I mean, you said it more eloquently than I ever could, Mike. <laughs> well, yeah, but, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why you, <laughs> that's why you take the lead on this show, but uh, I think you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, it's, it's, um, it's just so disappointing. And and I don't want to be – I always find myself, and I don't know how you guys are, I always find myself walking this fine line because I'm not the most reactionary person in the world. Like no. when something happens, I don't find myself reacting real hard one way or another. No. I, I kind of find myself just kind of in the middle. And sometimes people view that as good and some te- sometimes people view it as bad. So I don't want to be – I don't want to be so reactionary. Like do I think Terry Francona – is like 
Am I, am I ready to demonize Terry Francona? No. Am I ready to demonize the front office or the other coaches or anybody that knew what was going on with Mickey Calloway? No. Mickey Calloway is the dickhead. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and make no mistake about it. Men love doing that shit. Not all men. Not all men. This is not an all men thing. But that's a thing. The dick pics and shit. All you got to do is scroll the internet for a minute and like you'll type one thing in and all of a sudden there's like a dick and you're like, why did that person post that there? Uh, yeah. It's a weird you, thing. Uh, you just shock, you, you just shotgun them out like resumes after college. Eventually <laughs> something's going to stick. Eventually something's going to stick. Somebody's going to like this gross <laughs> thing hanging from my body. Uh, yeah. So I'm not, Mickey Calloway is the one that was harassing women. Mickey Calloway is the one that was abused, like in, in a in a mental way. I don't mean abusing as in like hitting, but abusing yeah. women in a, especially in a sexual fashion. Mickey yeah. Calloway is the the bad one here. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go too far. Terry Francona, that we know of, wasn't doing that. Right. And off and Antonetti, those guys weren't doing that. So where, where's that line? When you guys hear about that, I, you know, it's a totally different situation. It's a totally different situation, but kind of the most famous thing of the last of this generation, at least when it comes to this is the Joe Paterno, uh, Jerry Sandusky thing, right? Yeah. Where Jerry Sandusky was the monster. Yeah. He was the Mm -hmm. one abusing kids. Yeah. But Joe Paterno was vilified. Is it right that Joe Paterno is vilified? Is there... Is there an element of Terry Francona that deserves that? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. 100%. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Um, you, don't, you don't get to have someone on your staff that you hire for, what was he around for, like three years or so? Something yeah, I, like I don't know how long. A couple years. Yeah, but years. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't get to have someone on, that, on your staff like that know that something like that is going on and not do anything about it. And to boot, when they leave for a new job, you give them a, a, a resounding recommendation. Like, you know, I don't know if it's maybe too difficult to do something in the moment when you know something like that's going on, but like you have to do something like you can't just sit there and then wait, count down the day. So that comes out and that story breaks and then be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Now, you, you know, yeah. he wouldn't have been sorry if nobody found out. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. And I, I walk that same line you do, Mike, like I, I do end up in the middle. I'm not very uh, reactionary. I kind of wait until all the details come out and then I, you know, I make my judgments, but yeah. I mean, if, if, again, like I said earlier, if he, if he knew about this all along and sat on this um, yeah, then, then he does deserve to be vilified a, a, a little bit because I don't know, that's kind of being a, an accessory to a crime. Uh, so I, I think there is part of it that deserves, uh, he deserves to be vilified. Let me ask you guys this though. Uh, now, I mean, I guess this is kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit. Uh, if you put yourself in Terry Francona's shoes, you know, for a, for a moment or Joe Paterno's shoes for a moment, you know, with all the pressure that is, that is put on you as, as a coach, you know, it, 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 and, do you think that decision is is as easy as it is because of how much you've got to protect? You know, you're trying. I mean, and, and again, and again, 
it's it's very easy for us to say, yeah, you know, obviously I would say that. I would say that. Yeah, obviously I would say something or or hold Mickey Calloway accountable. But do you think it's a little like I like how tough of a line that is to walk because you are trying to protect your programs? Um, there's definitely a line, uh, and there's probably a right way to address and resolve the issue. But like, here's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with like something that you can handle internally, something that if you do handle and you're upfront about, then like you can be revered as a hero and like someone that's proactive against sexual violence and harassment. Instead, you chose not to do that. So by choosing not to do that, you're automatically a villain. You're automatically someone that is complicit and, um, sure. Allowing that to happen. Like it's just, it's, it's the kind of culture, whether it's the visible culture that we see as fans or the cultures that you have internally with your team, that's the kind of culture that, um, you are, uh, promoting your organization. Unfortunately for Tito and Chris Antonetti, it's not a good one. Guys, sure. think about where we're at. Think about what we're yeah. talking about. Think yeah. about the fact that we're talking about a culture where you feel pressured to, to cover that up a little bit, to, to yeah. not be forthcoming. And frankly, we're talking about a culture where even if the, the proper steps were taken, and let's say Mickey Calloway was fired from the Indians when he should have been, they probably wouldn't have said why. Right. And then think right. about the fact that here's what should happen. The minute they found out about it, the very second they found out that Mickey Calloway is acting in a predatory nature towards women in a sexually explicit way, in an unsolicited way, they should have fired his ass. That yeah. minute, and then in the press conference, they should have said why. Yeah. yeah. Or and, even, and yeah. Or even that's if the he, culture we're in. Yeah. We're in a culture where even if they did fire him, they would have been like, oh, we, we've got some differences with Mickey Calloway and it's just not working out and blah, blah, blah. What are we talking about? Right. They should not only should they fire him, they should fire him and say, Oh, we fired him because he's sending dick pics to girls that don't want it. And because we have female reporters and journalists that cover this baseball team. Yeah. They're in mm-hmm. our locker room after every game, trying to talk to our players and our coaches to do their jobs. They yeah. aren't safe. And they don't feel safe because here's what Mickey Calloway is doing. That's what should happen. And and frankly, that should be the easiest decision anybody ever makes is to fire him and say why. And it's not. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's awful. Yeah. yeah. And I I don't know. I guess I just I asked that. I want to make it clear. I asked that question not out of like trying to defend. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. The, the, yeah, no, yeah, no, I covered it for up. Sure. I, I, How dare I you guess, try to I have guess, conversation on this podcast? <laughs> right. I was saying. I, I guess the thought going through my head is like. Is that coming out and saying stuff from the head coach, from the leaders, you know, as easy as it may seem? I, I, and to me, like, I guess in the sports culture, it just, it doesn't seem as easy. It might be, if I put myself in like a Terry Francona yeah. or a Joe, Joe Paterno's shoes. I don't think it's easy, but it's, it, it floors me. Like, it seems like almost every, well, yeah, every like facet of entertainment, anything that's like, you know, has viewership has had some type of like a major like sport, like baseball or NFL or the news or uh, reality TV, like some aspect of entertainment has had this huge thing. And it's, it's incredible that like none of them have learned 
from each other. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, just, oh, what yeah. do you that. think is going to oh, happen? Oh, yeah. Well, and here's yeah, the thing, right? Totally. There, everybody, all these decisions get made thinking about what's the implication on our organization? What's that going to like? The decision is if we fire Mickey Calloway and say it's because he's a sexual predator, what's that going to look like for the Indians? And they're Fantastic. like, oh, we employed a sexual predator. What's that going to look like for us? No, you hold a press conference and say, we want Mickey Calloway to get the help he needs, but we certainly are not going to employ him here. Here's why he is gone. We wish him nothing but the, but the best. We will do what we can to help him get over his problem or, or, or fix himself but he certainly isn't going to coach here anymore. What's the reception there? The reception is the reception isn't going to be, Oh my God. Bless you. Jesus. The reception isn't going to be, can you believe the Indians employed a sexual predator? The reaction is going to be, wow. The minute they found out they did the right thing, got rid of him. What a yeah. great job they did. And instead right. here you are years after Mickey Calloway's ever even been here. And now it's coming back to bite you in the ass because you never did the right thing. Because you never did the right thing. Right. Yikes. Right. Right. Yikes. Crazy. Yikes. Yikes. Crazy. And it's here's what's hard. Do any of us dislike Terry Francona? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, well, like. No, no, no. Without this. Leave this without out. Without this? No. Yeah. Would, would any of us, without this, would any of us want to see Terry Francona leave the Indians? No. Would no. any I without this, I would be cool if the Indians came out and said, listen, we just signed Terry Francona to a lifetime contract. He can coach here for as long as he wants. I'd have been Sweet. totally cool with that. Totally yep. cool mm-hmm. with that. How about yep. Mike Chernoff or Corinne Santinetti? Anybody dislike those guys? Nope. nope. No, they can stay here as long as they freaking want. They're doing mm-hmm. great. And. And and now. Yeah, head should roll. Bye. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It should roll. 100%. Don't the door hit you on the way out. It, 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 yeah. The thing that the thing that gets me, again, I, I talked about these these poor women that cover this team. Talented women that, whether it's nationally or locally, cover this team that didn't feel safe because of Mickey fucking Calloway. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. But, but the, but the real up. one is the players' wives that have spoken out. Yeah. He made his own players. So, again, why should heads roll? Because Terry Francona, you didn't do something and your players' wives felt uncomfortable about it. Right. You made your right. own players' wives have to suffer through something. Right. Because you didn't do something about it. It, yeah. it was cowardly. It was cowardly. And, and so then the next thing comes out. And then Terry Francona's son. What's his first name? I, why am I blanking on this? Nick. 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 Nick Francona. Nick Francona comes out, and he writes a piece. He writes a, a, a little one pager that says, "This isn't surprising. We all knew about this. My dad mm-hmm. knew. The Indians knew. We all knew about this. It was brought to our attention. It was brought to their attention. We used to talk about it, and nobody did anything." And he said it's a major league baseball thing too. Like like Nick Nick got fired from the Dodgers. Nick, Nick got fired from the Dodgers for the same thing. Right. Yeah. It's, for for kind of speaking out about it, and they just kind of let him go. It's uh, this is a deep deep problem, and yeah. this is something that, unfortunately, there are things you can cover up. 
when two players get in a fight in the locker room and you don't really want to make a big story out of it, you can cover it up. When, when there's an argument between coaches and GMs and owners and all that, and you don't want to make a big story out of it, you can cover it up. But when you're covering up something like this, something that is so detrimental to the people's lives that have been affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no coming back. There's no coming back. And, and, and frankly, before we get off this topic, cause we're going to up, we're going to uplift this podcast. We're going to have a little bit of fun, but yeah. frankly, one of the worst things now is the Indians lack of addressing this. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 this, I, I don't know that I've seen anything. And again, I'm, it's not too crazy. I still live my life. I'm fine. I don't know that I've seen anything in a sports realm that has angered me as much as the Indians response to this. Here's a question. I, I saw something like Chris Antonetti saying you can't address cause it's under an MLB investigation. Has the MLB come out and said the Indians cannot respond to any questions about these allegations until. No. And you know what? Cause that, that is, if that, that could be something that they have to follow as an organization. But but here's 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 what you do. And again, the Indians have such bad. I, I hate to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this. There's because I actually think the person who's in charge of PR for the Indians is is awesome at his job. That's Bob DiBiasio. He's awesome at his job. Mm-hmm. Everybody sabotages Bob DiBiasio. I, I think that guy has the hardest job on the planet. Oh, BPR sure. for the Indians. You got to deal with these owners that are terrible. You got to deal yeah. with this, and it's terrible. Everybody sabotages the poor guy, and I think he's great at his job. So I don't want to say Bob DiBiasio was bad at his job. He's very good at his job, but you got to and you got to deal with fan backlash every year of why these owners right. are. But here's are, are the thing. terrible, Joe. Yeah. Even if there is an investigation, even if there's an investigation where they're like, "Listen, you can't talk about the details." Okay, you don't have to talk about the details, but you can also respond in a way that isn't talking about details in an investigation, and you can make a statement that says. Some has some kind of impact. We messed up. This yeah. this should never happen. Yeah. There's an accountability here. We should have never let this happen. No, instead, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, we can't talk about that right now. Uh, oh, this is rough. Oh, woe is us. The Indians' reaction to this has been woe is us, by the way. Mm-hmm. And that's infuriating. Yeah. It's infuriating. No, it is. It is. It is. How you do know you, that, Nick? What, what do you, what, what, yeah, what, I don't know. What, what, what are you supposed to like? I want to be, I'm with Joe. At the beginning of this conversation, Joe was talking about how he wants to be excited about the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. How can you be? No, you can't. Yeah. How well, can you now, be? For, now for the whole season, this is going to be, this is going to be in the back of your minds. <laughs> Just thinking about this. Even, even if the team does well, the team could go out and win a hundred games this year. And it's still going to be like, Jesus Christ. It, 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 like, like, what are you going to do? But uh, I don't know. I wanted to say one thing. Do you think it was necessary for Nick to say that he and Tito weren't close? No. Like, I, I, I didn't think it was that. That's the one thing I didn't like. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad he came out and made that statement. But I think he made a mistake in saying that he and Tito weren't close because it made it seem like, oh, I'm it was doing vindictive. This because I'm not close. Yeah, because I'm not close with my I'm not close with my dad. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, you know, I think, um, listen, I, I'll never I'll never fault somebody for coming out in a situation like this and saying, listen, this is what's going on. This is why this is the right thing for me to come out and say this. I, I think the way his article was written was vindictive. Yeah. And I think it lost the luster it could have had. Uh And I think it lost the impact it could have had. 
Because I think you're very right, Chad. I think it felt like I feel I to be honest, when I read it, I feel like it felt like Nick was happy that his dad was facing some backlash and he wanted to pile on. Yeah. And that's the yeah. way he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm okay with him saying what he said S- in regards here. to same the fact here. that there's a problem. Yeah, same here. But yeah, it was it wasn't really well written in that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, hey, listen, we can get excited about the team. I mean, they're playing well. I mean, these shortstops that we got in the <clears throat> Frankie Lindor trade. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Lindor trade. Is that a trade? Uh, have, been, have been have been playing well. Have been playing well. I mean, I mean, Gabriel Arias is five for five so far this spring. Jimenez is anal Jimenez is four for four. Uh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, Andres, right? Andres Jimenez. No, a, no, it's definitely anal. <laughs> there goes any possibility of him coming on the podcast. <laughs> Listen, no, let's I, let's get on to positive things real quick. Let's get on to positive things, but let's close out that last thing. Anybody have a problem if if literally everybody gets fired? No, no. I nope. think at least. The least that should happen right now is they should take a step back from the team. It's the least yeah. they can do right now. I agree. I agree. This is uh, the last bit that I had, and I, I thought of this before, and I kind of forgot about it. I, I, I still see a lot of people that um, try to normalize these actions that Mickey Calloway took as, like, this is normal guy behavior. Like, mm-hmm. like sexually advancing on women unsolicited through text messages or social media or whatever is just it's guy behavior to the same element of, you know, cat calls out on the street, right? That's what happened before technology. It was cat calls on the street. Ask any woman if she likes cat calls on the street. They're all going to tell you no. They're all going to tell you no. This isn't typical guy behavior. This isn't what guys should do. And Finally, it's not finally, 19. It's not 1950 anymore. And it wasn't right in 1950. No, it wasn't. But that was that was right. it was way more acceptable back then. That's finally, sure. people are speaking out and saying this wasn't cool. I'm, why did you do this to me? Why did I get a picture of your gross floppy wiener in my phone when I was trying to work and do my job? Uh, it's not normal. And for all the people out there that are like, oh, they're just guys. This is what guys do. Yeah. You're awful. <laughs> You're awful. Guys don't do this. Men don't Hold do on. that. Men don't do that. Making notes. Delete dick pic <laughs> I was going to send to Mike. Well, okay. You know. All right, done. Uh, anyways, all right. So on to better things. Yeah, yeah spring training. I was getting so nauseous during that, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, were you drinking like, your sour? Or I, I feel like a little extra, like sick about this, and it was a smell of the sour. I I got up towards the end of that, and I had to walk it across the room because <laughs> I couldn't smell it anymore. <laughs> yeah, listen, we don't want to be too depressing, but I, you know what? Uh, we're three men. Uh, two of us are dads. Two of mm-hmm. us are married. The third is the the third. Yeah, right. The third uh, is in a a relationship with a a wonderful woman. Uh, And you know what? Things change because of conversations like these. And it's it's time that not just victims take a stand, but other guys, men look at these other people and say, no, you're not a man. That's 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 a coward. That's a boy. That's a predator. That's how a predator acts. That's not how a man acts. 
And so we appreciate you. If you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you sticking with us through uh, a serious topic, but a topic that we it involves our team and that we think should be addressed. So let's move on hey. to some uh, some more fun stuff. Spring training going on. Guys, hey. um, it's not going to be sunshine and roses all the time. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Oh, um, I just burped. It's not even going to burst oh. either. Oh, my God. Guys, I'm almost done with my – this This was an impeccable beer. It was Don't impe- bring the other five back to you. Uh, so Don't I have worry. another sour I'm going to break out. I'm going to have two garage beers of the week because I only bought one of these, but I have another one. Now, now I want to try more sours. This oh, was great. Um, let's talk real quick about that spring training, though. And let's talk real quick about this lineup because I'm <sighs> – I don't know if it's just the Cleveland fan in me or not, but I'm like talking myself. I'm looking at this lineup and I'm going, okay, Rosario is okay. I like him. And I I really do like Naylor. And so I'm hoping those two guys lock down the corner outfield spots. I don't know who the fuck is going to play. I guess Mercado is going to play center. Billy Hamilton switching out. Billy Hamilton. Billy Billy Hamilton's going to steal 432 bases. Yeah. In spring training. Guaranteed. (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, we got, we got Ramirez, we got guys at short, and we Cesar. got we got Cesar, and we got Fran Mill, and who who else is going to play first base? Bobby Bradley. Maybe Bobby Bradley hit like a five thousand foot home run the other day. Bradley I'm, I'm Zimmer. Like, I'm like talking <laughs> myself into this. Am I wrong to be talking myself into this lineup a little bit? No, I don't think so. I'm excited for this lineup. It, it, uh, I felt like, um, uh, after Frankie was dealt, kind of just like the general wind got taken out of us, and it's like, ah, oh, sucks. Um, but you get Eddie Rosario, who's like a pretty decent average hitter, you know, at the worst, right. he's gonna have a really decent average and get on base. He'll probably be hitting top five in the lineup. Um, you know, you got Josh Naylor, which had just, glimpses of really solid consistent hitting um and decent fielding and um you know you have your core infield minus frankie that's sticking over to this season i i don't really see like a ton of weak spots aside from whatever happens in short center and it'd be nice if a brito perez could hit the ball a little I, bit i just feel like like and, and and it's poor man's but i don't think it's so poor man's i i feel like you've taken these corner outfield spots and made like poor man's Michael Brantley's. That's what I think that's what you're hoping for out of Josh Naylor, right? A guy that can maybe approach the 300 mark with his batting average. Josh Naylor's not going to be a big home run guy, but a guy that smacks a bunch of doubles and like is kind of consistently getting on base. That's kind of how Rosario is. It's that Michael Brantley mold. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel much better. Remember our outfield last year, like, I still don't even remember who played left and right field for most of the year. No. I don't think but, anyone played over 80 games in one position in the outfield. Right. I, so you've got you've got you've kind of knocked it they're not like it's not like you went out and signed you know when the Phillies signed Bryce Harper and boom there's your right fielder and he's going to hit 35 bombs and sweet. It you didn't do that but like those guys are way better than what than what was out there before. Here's here's what would be a win for the Indians this year. Um, because they need one. Good lord. Um, a win would be, and they haven't really done this in the past, but they need to hit for average 
And they need to be a team that's not relying on the long ball. I feel like the general philosophy of every MLB team right now is, hey, let's hit the ball 430 feet. Um, we can strike out, you know, 170 times each. Um, that's fine as long as you get 30 home runs a, a year. Uh, I would really love it if we hit for average. Um, you know, we're focusing on getting guys on base, moving them over, playing small ball. Because uh, I don't think there's a lot of teams doing that right now. And if it, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have some sort of consistency in our lineup. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it would be. I mean, I, I'm taking this. I'm taking this lineup uh, every year, like I have. I mean, for the last I don't know seven, eight years. I mean, it's on paper there really isn't a weak spot in, in this lineup a lot. But it, they they just have to be able to produce. I mean, we talked we talked about this last week, Joey. Uh, this lineup is just it's so inconsistent and streaky, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I mean, one, one game, you know, for a couple of games for maybe a series or two, they're going to look like that, that team that's going to score a ton of runs and it's going to hit for a high average this year. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And then, because then the next two series, they could hit, you know, as a team, they can hit 185 and, and not really get any runs across and waste good pitching like they have. So it's this, again, it's, 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 I, I have the typical wait and see attitude, like 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 I do. I mean, and you know, you mentioned a long ball, Joey. You know, they're they're doctoring the baseballs this year to where it's not going to fly as far. Yeah. So hopefully this team, so hopefully this team can hit for average. It, it feels a little more built uh, to be successful hitting for average and not relying on that long ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. You've got, uh, you know, we didn't even talk about Fran Mill. Yeah, yeah, like these guys. There's a chance. Uh, I think. Center field's still a question because Oscar Mercado's got to figure out how to be a big league ball player. Uh, and we'll see what happens at shortstop, even though <laughs> the, the guys went shortstop and spring training are batting a thousand. Uh, I highly doubt that last deep end of the season, but maybe it will. Uh, so here's what we did. We wanted to have a little fun. So if you don't know, the Garage Beers podcast has forayed into the TikTok world. Uh, if you're not following us, go do that. Go look for the Garage Beers podcast on TikTok. Uh, right now, Chad is doing a breakdown of every Blue Jackets game. I'm doing a breakdown of the Cavs game. I got to do one. The Cavs blew a double-digit lead to lose to the Pacers tonight. Uh, so I got to do one tonight. Uh, I think Joe's going to take on some of our Indians' responsibilities once that mm-hmm. season starts. Uh, so we're, we're diving into the TikToks. And one of the, one of the popular things going on right now on TikTok – are these like draft your own lineup teams? So basically, uh, it's a filter. Uh, the logos of teams randomize above people's heads, and then wherever the logo stops, they pick a player from that team. So Joe, Chad, and I are going to do our best to make our own TikTok Major League Baseball lineups for the upcoming season. And then we're going to post these on our social media, and you're going to tell us which one you think is the best lineup. Uh, and it's just going to be a draft. Uh, so we have to make an actual lineup. So we have to pick positions uh, from catcher all the way out to right field, starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. Uh, and we'll post it and we'll see who's best. We're going to do it as like a snake draft. So Joey wound up with the first pick, then Chad, then me, and then we'll just kind of go back and forth. And we're going to fill this thing out. So what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you what team you've drawn. And then you got to tell me what player you've picked from that team. Uh, and then you guys, the listeners, are going to vote. So it is the very first 
inaugural Garage Beers podcast TikTok Major League Baseball lineup draft. Joe, you have the first pick. And so let's figure out what your team's going to be. Joe, your team, the first team that you have to pick from, you got to pick somebody to start your team off from the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, this one's easy. I think you're, you're muted. Joe's muted. You're muted. Which is Joe, you're muted. muted. If I'm muted, how about that? How about that? A year into the <laughs> pandemic, I'm still muting myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that should be pretty easy. Um, yeah. I'm stuck yeah, between sure two, though. Who's it going to be? Okay. First pick of the draft. I think we're going to go uh, Polly Goldschmidt, first base. Oh, Goldie. Whoa. I know. It's, right, it's we're gonna, tough. It's tough. We're not going to spend a ton of time because this will take two hours. So, oh, we're you're right. Pretty I could quick. be a little quicker. So, Goldie is the first pick. Paul Goldschmidt, yeah. first base for Joey from the Cardinals. All right, Chad, your first team is the Seattle Mariners. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> fuck this lineup. So um, I'm going to go with the closer, Rafael Montero. Ooh, Montero. Wow. All right. A closer going off the board in the first <laughs> round. You're welcome. Wow. Wow. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. So we're wrapping it around. So I get two picks in a row. My first pick comes from the Washington Nationals. That one's easy for me. Left field, Juan Soto is going to be my first pick from the Nationals. I and then we're going a right to... fielder. No, he's a left fielder. What? He's listed as a left fielder on their depth chart, on their website. Oh. We're not doing this. We're not semanticing. Okay? Okay. All right. You know, the committee round will two. Shut up. <laughs> round two. <laughs> All right, my next team is Philadelphia Phillies. Well, we might as well go with a former... Washington National, Bryce Harper out in right field. All right, so I get Soto and Harper. We're going to wrap it back over to Chad Meyer. His second-round pick comes from (laughs) the Detroit Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this lineup. Uh, That sucks. That sucks. uh, I'm just going to go with the starting pitcher, Michael Fulmer. Yeah. Oh I've, my God. Yeah, that'll do. He's I awful. mean, I mean, what? I mean, what am I going to do? What am I, I going to do? Oh, I don't know. Anything you got? I mean, <laughs> I mean all right, Nick, all right. Sure, so, Chad, sure. Nico Goodrum's two ten <laughs> hit math. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chad's got his pitching staff taken care of with the Mariners and the Tigers. Joey, back to you. Oh, fuck you, Joe. Your next team is the New York Mets. Oh, interesting. You suck. Hmm. I think we're going to go Frankie. You're such a bitch. That's so weird. Wait, wait, who? Wait, who? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, who? Frankie Lindor. I'm sorry. What did you just call him? Francisco Lindor. Oh, that's better. Okay. Why are you being lazy? Why are you being lazy? Don't don't be lazy, Joe. Franklin Lindor. (laughs) That's I don't know his middle name. I guess I I would say that if I knew it. Franklin Lindor. All right. So Joe, you have Paul Goldschmidt and Francisco Lindor. That's a hell of a start to your infield. Your next team is ooh the Pittsburgh Pirates. Who the, oh. Who's on the Pirates? Yes. Um. Well. 
I don't know anybody on the Pirates, so <laughs> you can do. We're, this. we're gonna we're gonna do what the Indians do when they don't know what to do and just stick someone out in right field. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna go with Gregory Gregory Polanco, the best player on the Pirates. Greg Plonko. Greg Plonko. Greg. All right, Gregory Plonko from the Pirates. Who gets into his outfield? We go back to Chad. Your next team. Ooh, we got a repeater. The Washington Nationals. All right, so. Don't no no fucking this lineup. We don't need to fuck this lineup. Uh, I'm going to take care of center field here and go Victor Robles. Center yeah. Robles. Mm-hmm. All right, you can go Robles. That's fine. Uh, okay. So from the Nats, we got Robles coming back to me. My next team is the Colorado Rockies, and I'm going to go to center field as well. We got Charlie Blackman, yeah. And Ooh. I've had, I've had three picks, and they've all been outfield. So I got, I got Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, and Charlie Blackman in my outfield. I'm loving that. That's great. Okay. All right. So I got a wraparound pick, and my next team I'm picking from is the New York Mets. Ooh. Oh, I know who you're not picking. Bobby Bonilla. I'm Here definitely not picking Let's go. Francisco Lindor. Bobby He's still, in the country. He's still on payroll. He is. I know. That's why you can take him. <laughs> you know what? I. Oh, man. All right. I'm, I'm going to risk it. I'm, I'm taking a risk that I can find this position later. And I'm going to go with Pete Alonzo at first base. Okay. That's, that's right. solid. Pete Alonzo at first. Okay. Next up, Chad Meyer. Wrapping it back to you, your next team is the St. Louis Cardinals again. Well, I mean, I can't believe that uh, Joey didn't do this, but, you know, let's go third base, Nolan Arenado. Are you yeah, kidding buddy. Me? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? I mean, you let's not me? act like Paul Goldschmidt's not a good pick. That's a good pick. No, no, he's definitely not, not a not, not, you know, not a not good pick. Jesus Christ. Either way, not, not. if he would have picked Arenado, you'd have picked Goldschmidt here, right? It's one, two. It's, it's, it's. Those are good picks. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk shit. Talk some shit. shit. Talk some shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, know. Joey, back to you. Your next team is the Oakland A's. Well, there's my third baseman, Matt Chapman. Ooh, Chappie. There we go. There That's we go. Of an infield we got going right now. Heck yeah. You got Paul Goldschmidt, Francisco Lindor, and Matt Chapman on the infield. Shit. All right. Wrapping it back to Joey, your next team. The Toronto Blue Jays. Oh. Hey-o. We could keep it former Oakland, and we can go Marcus Simeon uh, at second base. I can't believe you just made that pick. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wee, wow. That was a surprise. Well, I can't pick shortstop. That's but a surprise pick. I can't pick third base. Vlad Jr. is third base. <laughs> who else do right. they got? Simeon Springer. at second Springer. base. Yeah. George Springer in the outfield, but no, it's cool. You can't have it. You already picked Simeon. He's you can't just take his name. You can't you can't go up to the podium and announce his name and then be like, ah, never mind. (laughs) Trevor Trevor (laughs) Seaman. Trevor Seaman. Chad, we're coming back to you. Oh, you bitch, Chad, with the Bronx Bombers, the New York Yankees. Ooh, let's go, Jay Bruce. Second base. Let's go, second baseman DJ Lemayhew. Is it is it weird to either one of you guys? Like, we'll take a minute on Lemayhew. Is it weird to either one of you guys that like? Did you ever think he was going to be like the best player on the Yankees? 
Hell no. No. Like what? Hell no. Where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, Colorado. Well, oh, fair. Yes, Colorado. <laughs> it was just weird. Uh, very weird. Very weird. All right, back to me. My next team is the Pittsburgh Pirates because everything hates me. Everything <laughs> uh, no, hates me. God, yeah, you took Polanco, and I already have an outfield. Uh, so, all right, I, I guess I have to hide this player because I have nowhere else to go. Second base, we're going to go Adam Frazier. Because he's a decent player. Sounds like one he I had believe, to look up. <laughs> Adam Frazier. I, I believe it. I believe it's Fraser. Fraser. It's, fr- it's Fraser. It's Fraser. <laughs> All right, my next pick. Oh wow, really? Pirates to Royals. Ooh, oh boy, Royals got oh, that boy. Stuff. Royals. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. Good well, for I would, you. I would like to have my second baseman back because I do like Whit Merrifield, although he only hits a thousand against the Indians. I guess I'm going to go with catcher Salvador Perez. I love Salvador Perez. He will yeah. be my catcher. All right, back to Chad. But Royals, real quick. Royals, low key guy, like a pretty decent lineup. I mean, very decent. Like. They're going to win more games than they did last year. Maybe, but they're also they also got a guy, a lot of guys that are going to going to get on base like twenty one percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, they might hit thirty bombs, but twenty one percent of the time they're going to be on base. Anyways, Chad's last team he got to pick from was the Yankees, so why not just keep front running the Los Angeles Dodgers? Jeez, boys, I boys, I think I got the best uh, middle of the order out of the three of us here. I'm going to go Mookie Betts right field. Ooh, oh, what man. a pick! I love Mookie. Yeah. I, I, I want you to know that you just got Mookie Betts in the sixth round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get jealous, everybody. Shit. Get jealous. Shit. Get jealous. Yeah, your pitching staff still sucks, and they were your first two picks. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like the 90s Indians. Like, decent yeah, pitching, right. but, like, I'm going to score, like, 100 runs. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joey, you get the San Francisco Giants. Hmm. Buster Posey? Yeah, that should have been easy. You don't yeah. know catcher. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, don't think I know anyone else on the Giants. That should have been easy. All right. So Buster Posey and your infield's done, Joe. Uh, your next team you get to pick from, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Nola. Starting pitcher. Done. Yeah. All right. Joe's got a starting pitcher. Back to you, Chad. Oh, let's do this team again, the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Holy shit. Is there anybody <laughs> left? Holy shit. Uh... Oh, okay. All right. Let me go catch her, Yadier Molina. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that. All right. All right, you we bastard. Some solid catchers. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Back to me. And my next team, God damn it. My next team is the Giants again. <laughs> I don't know anywhere to put anybody from the Giants. Uh, okay, shortstop, Brandon Crawford. Uh, I That's, like Brandon Crawford. He's a very average shortstop, so that should be that is like That is like fine. so anticlimactic. <laughs> well, what do you like, want me to do? What do you want, where, what do you want me to do there? What do you want me to do there? <laughs> Barry Bonds, obviously. What do you want me for? Well, okay, all right. Uh, all right, so it wraps back around to me. Oh, yes. I can't believe this is happening for me. So it wraps back around to me. I'm back with the Nationals. 
but nobody's taken this player. Starting pitcher, Max Scherzer. Well, I haven't had the Nationals yet, or else I would have taken Max Scherzer. Perfect. Thank you for that at my starting pitcher. I will take it. All right, back to you, Chad. I thought about that in my uh, original Nationals pick, but uh, I could I couldn't in good conscience take any hitters from the Mariners or the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, back to you. The Tampa Bay Rays. Well, boys, I am going to go shortstop here, and the number one prospect in baseball, Wander Franco. Ah, nice. Wander Franco and now from the, the race. American League Chad. champs, these guys. Yeah. Chad, yeah, yeah. Another, another guy. Another guy that the Rays are going to pay $4 an hour and that before they trade him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many teams in trouble when they raise a the minimum wage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Joey, back to you. Your next team. Oh, <laughs> your next team again is the St. Louis Cardinals. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, who goes? I want to pick uh, Mike, your wife's favorite player. Uh, wow, Harrison Bader. Oh, don't even. <laughs> the hell? Why the is she? Hell? My, why is Harrison Bader my wife's favorite I, player? I don't know. Ask her. That's your sister. <laughs> I ask her. She loves Harrison Bader. All right, f you. I'm just. She's made a point. Center field, right? Why? What? Why? <laughs> yeah. Is he center or left field? Center field. Yeah. Who the hell? What? <laughs> what? All right. You that golden locks. What? Wait, what were we calling him last time? We were calling him like. <laughs> he is. Okay. Oh, so you what did she call him? <laughs> what did she call yeah, him? Matt. She gave we'll him find a it. We'll find that, it. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. Okay. Dream, dream boat? Is that what we're doing? Dreamboat? No, it was a funny name. It was like a oh, superhero okay. kind of name, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, but Joe, your next team is the Rockies. Um, this is where it gets tough because I don't, I I have left field and like relief pitcher, uh, and the Rockies are kind of like the Pirates and they don't have anybody. Uh, Daniel Bard. Daniel Bard. I think he's their closer. Yep. All right, Joe, you have left field left for your last pick, but that's coming soon. That's tough. Chad has two picks left. He needs a first baseman and a left fielder, and his next team, ooh, this is a good one, the Atlanta Braves. Well, this one is easy, guys. Uh, Left fielder, Marcel Ozuna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. That was an easy one. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone Freddie Freeman or Marcel Ozuna, but that was good. Uh, All right. So now it's back to me. And I need a closer, and I need a third baseman. And my next team, woo! My next team is the Cleveland Indians, ladies and gentlemen. I will take my third baseman, the one, the only, Jose Ramirez. Boo! Not gonna go, James Karinchek. No, I'm not going to go, James Karinchek. Although I do. All right. Uh, All right. So my last pick. This is the last round. I need a closer, so whatever team I land on here, I got to take their closer. And I land oh, – yes. I land on the Oakland A's, and one of the best closers in all of baseball, Liam Hendricks. Booyah. Ooh, sick brag. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. 
Chad, no matter what you're doing here, you're taking the first baseman from this next team. Oh, you lucky bastard. Your next pick is from the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, all right. Joey Votto, baby. Joey Votto, how you doing, huh? Joey hey, freaking be your, Votto. Be, be your first baseman and give me 30 bombs, even though you're going to hey. probably hit like 250. Huh? Hey. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> All right, Joe, Mr. Irrelevant, you need a left fielder, and it's going to come from... Am I irrelevant, or is my team irrelevant? No, this is Mr. Irrelevant, the pick in the draft. It's the last (laughs) pick in the draft. Gotcha. And you got to pick your left fielder from the Texas Rangers. Chris Davis. Chris Davis. The one that can actually hit. (laughs) Right. Not the first baseman. Chris with the K. Well, Chris. 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 Did you guys see that the Did you guys see that the Baltimore Orioles like they did percentages on like who's going to make the playoffs? They literally put the Orioles at zero point zero percent chance <laughs> to, to make the playoffs. Well, right, hold on one at second. least one of their Pause. players has a higher payroll than the Indians. All right, all right, all right. So let's break down the rosters. And again, we'll post this on our social media. You vote. Tell us who had the best team. Let's start with Joey. He had the first pick. And we're just going to start a catcher and go all the way down. At catcher, Buster Posey. Paul Goldschmidt at first base. Trevor Simeon at second base. Matt Chapman at third base. Frankie Lindor at shortstop. Chris Davis with a K in left field. The Herculean god himself, Harrison Bader in center field. And he's got Gregory – is it Gregory Polanco? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. In right field. <laughs> that guy. Aaron Nola as the starting pitcher and Daniel Bard as the relief pitcher. A pretty good team there, Jeff. It's a pretty good team. All right, Chad. Best lineup of the three of us. <laughs> Yadier Molina catcher. Joey freaking Votto at first. DJ LeMayhew at second. Nolan Arenado at third. Wander Franco at short. That's a weak link, but he could be great. That's a good infield, though. Marcelo Zuna in left. Victor Robles in center. Mookie Betts in right. Michael Fulmer at starting pitcher. And what's Montero's first name? Raphael. <laughs> oh, yeah, Raphael. That guy. As your closer. I love your team. I can't believe you passed on Freddie Freeman, though. Listen, your pitching listen. staff is overly atrocious. Listen, Fulmer is going to give up six runs a game, but my lineup is going to score seven. We're good. I don't know, man. <laughs> that, that, that team looks like a first-round exit in the playoffs to me. No. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. It's the 90s. It looks like a first-round exit when your it's pitching the, staff can't stop anybody. It's the 90s Indians. We're going to lose in the World Series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then there's my team. Salvador Perez, a catcher. Space. Adam Frazier at second base because it's Jose Frazier. Ramirez at third base. You don't want to boo him, Chad. You bitch. Boo. Boo. Oh, on that one. Brandon Crawford <laughs> at short. Juan Soto in left. Charlie Blackman in center. Bryce Harper in right. And then a killer pitching staff. Max Scherzer as your starter and Liam Hendricks from the A's as your closer. Again, we'll post it, but as I. I'm feeling good about my team there. I feel good about should, it. Should should we do four more teams and like figure out a rotation? Yes, we should. Let's 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 do a whole starting rotation. <laughs> oh, we also have to do uh, our prospect team. So AAA, double A. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. Chad, who is your middle reliever? My middle reliever is Andrew Miller. Brian Shaw. 
Yeah, Brian Shaw. I He's only need one pitcher in my bullpen. If you have one middle on a team that's going to be doing yeah. like 300 innings a season, it's got to be Brian Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I only need one pitcher in my bullpen. His name's Brian Shaw. Thanks a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was a little bit of fun after some serious conversation with the uh, with the Indians. But that's uh, a good time. If you're not on TikTok, uh, go do the uh, download it and do your pick your favorite team. Let us know who you think are uh, won our contest here tonight. So we're going to switch gears here. Um, we've got a cool segment here uh, and we've got a guy that reached out to us um, uh, about a nonprofit that he's running. And after reading about it a little bit, we thought, yeah, let's have him on the podcast. So we're really excited now uh, to present you a conversation that we uh, have recently had uh, with a gentleman named Tolik Bortz who started a nonprofit called Alternite.com. He's going to tell you all about it. Uh, but this is a really, really cool interview uh, for the next few minutes. So, again, here's our interview with Tolik Boards from Alternite.com. All right, now we're really excited to have on uh, a really cool special guest, somebody that reached out to us and has a good story. And, and we thought, yeah, we need to get this guy on the podcast. Uh, he started a website and a nonprofit. Uh, the website is Alternite.com. That's A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E.com. Uh, and his nonprofit is uh, is very hockey-centric, but it deals with uh, just kind of bettering uh, lives and and enrichment for children in, in communities. And he's looking to spread that around. And, and so... Uh, we're excited to get him on here in the Cleveland area. So really excited to bring on Tolik Bortz. Tolik, what's going on, man? How are you, Michael? How are you, Joey? Thanks for having us on. Uh, it's, it's a real pleasure. Uh, we appreciate uh, any support you guys are providing us here today. So thank you. Yeah, well, hey, listen, you reached out and we've had a few people reach out with kind of random things here or there, but there was something about your message that, uh, that struck a chord and, and anybody that's trying to do better for, for, for children in the community, uh, especially when it comes around sports and hockey and stuff like that, uh, that that's a message that we're always willing to get out. So, so Tolik, listen, we're going to start by just kind of opening the floor to you uh, yeah. and, uh, and, and just kind of explaining what, what's Alternite and, and, and what is the nonprofit? What's the story behind it? And, and what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, so let me just uh, begin by telling you how, how we started. Um, so uh, last year when the pandemic hit, when everything just began, um, you know, like multiple organizations, um, we weren't even an organization. We were just uh, a group of people uh, trying to donate face masks to hospitals, essential employees, EMS stations and fire stations when there wasn't any to be found. But we took a little bit of a more of a unique approach being derived with uh, within the hockey community. Uh, and being diehard New York Rangers fans, uh, we decided to make like face masks out of jerseys. Um, I actually got a couple here for the first episode, believe it or not. Um, out of jerseys. Oh, no way. Oh, that's so cool. Those are so, so cool. Yeah. So, and we when we were running low, we started so, some social media platforms. Um, and our, our, our own group members, our own fans uh, started sending us their own jerseys and shirts and any sport, um, any team. Um, so to the point where some NHLers took notice, um, some athletes took notice, some um, WFAN, uh, Boomer and Eisen uh, show took notice. So we partnered up with some of them. They, they sent us our selfies. It kind of took, took off from there um, to the point where the actual New York Rangers organization, the team called us before the qualifying rounds last year, asked us to to donate some well asked asked us to make some 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 masks for them so we created uh, every single player had their own 
number on the side. So we sent away 36 uh, masks <laughs> and every single uh, coaching staff member had them uh, and they were featured on social media and on TV. So that was a pretty cool and humbling experience for us. Um, we kind of knew that we had to do something bigger and better. So we decided to launch Alternate, which is a children nonprofit organization. Uh, what we do is we collect secondhand and new sports equipment. I mean, primarily hockey to begin with, because that is the industry we are involved in. Sure. But we look to expand into other sports uh, and other extracurricular activities like dance, art, performing arts, uh, music as well, music supplies. Um, so, uh, and what we do as well is raise monetary funds for children's uh, registration and cost fees for travel and home teams, especially during uh, difficult times as these. If, for example, um, a family isn't working or they're struggling, why should a child stop uh, doing the activity or that sport that they love just because they can't afford one season? And the interruption of a season um, can deter a child's focus, determination, um, and just the overall aspect, the love of what they're doing. So we wanted every child to continue what they're doing. Um, we just uh, most recently teamed up with the Hockey Foundation. They donated 10 pallets of children's uh, new and used equipment to us for us to distribute wow. in the Northeast region. Man. So we're hoping Ohio uh, would be one of the organizations or families, if anyone's listening, we have that opportunity to donate to. So whatever comes in, comes right back out. So that's how we started. And that's kind of what we're doing now. Uh, we're looking to expand our awareness, um, to tell individuals our story and our mission, and to become that mainstream industry leader organization to help those families that are in need. That's great. And I think, I think that hits a really key point that you mentioned too, which is, you know, families that are struggling through the pandemic, you know, a lot of schools nowadays, it's, it's tough to get into sports because you got to pay to play, you got to pay for the gear and hockey in particular is incredibly oh, expensive yeah. to get into. I mean, it's just, it is, it's gotta be crippling. I imagine for families that just want to have their kids have fun and be part of that social aspect and that team aspect of being involved in sports. So that's, that's absolutely fantastic work. Yeah, and thank you. Yeah, I mean, discipline and teamwork for a child, whether it's our beloved sport or another, I think it teaches a child um, that important characteristic while they grow up, whether they stay within that sport or decide to be a business individual um, or, or an artist, whatever it may be. I, I think I think extracurricular activity teach you to work together as a team. Um, so for us, it, it's we can personally relate. Uh, so for us to keep a child uh, involved and, and engaged uh, is quite important to us. So totally, one of the more fascinating things when it comes to this stuff and the things I think, you know, I love to hear about, and I'm sure everybody listening loves to hear about, where'd this come from? Where'd this, you know, where'd this idea come from? What what was it? Uh, what is it about you? What is it about the people you're doing this with that, that uh, you know, where'd this originate from? I mean, be, uh, like I said uh, a little earlier, because we can personally relate, my family and I immigrated to this country from St. Petersburg, Russia, at the fall of the Iron Curtain of Communism uh, in 1992. I was eight years old. I mean, I didn't have any equipment. Uh, I mean, I love this sport. I love the New York Rangers. I watched them hoist the Stanley Cup only two years after I immigrated. Um, so you kind of, as a little kid, you feel like they, they want it for you. But not to have any, even some of the roller equipment to play in, a, in, in the schoolyards. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was upsetting. Uh, I remember even back in the day, my parents 
couldn't afford a stick. I mean, we used to make a blocker and a glove out of like uh, a baseball glove we found or a blocker out of styrofoam. You know, we made our own equipment, but, but nonetheless to play on the ice, forget about it. So um, we personally relate. So um, we, we had a guy in our community. He's a, uh, he's a, he's a police officer. Uh, he runs a rink in Brooklyn and he took us off the streets pretty much as teenagers, put us on a team and taught us the four skills. Um, so my brother and I were the founders along with my wife. So we kind of took that personally and we decided to pay forward now that we have that opportunity. We have this, this stepping stone. We have uh, that block that, that, that we can attain to. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all personal and delivered right back into the community. So, uh, and uh, ultra ultra night, by the way, right here. <laughs> oh, nice. In the Rangers uh, logo. Yeah. yeah, we decided, obviously, to incorporate a little bit uh, from there. Uh, yeah. it comes, it's derived from the word altruist or altruism. An individual uh, or a group of people unselfishly concerned for the welfare of others. Uh, the night at the end is derived from uh, Brooklynites, uh, the neighbors or community individuals uh, extending their hands. Um, so we kind of took two words and put it together and Ultranite was born. Uh, and it, it pertains not just to, like I said, just to our team or our sport. Uh, it's for the commu- for the children within the community that want to, uh, that that families want their children to become those leaders within their community, to have something of their life. I mean, these kids are going to be, that's our next era. That's, you know, that's, these are the people that are going to be our, our executives, our teachers, our firefighters. Um, so, you know, we want them to be involved and, and to be on a good path. Again, we're talking to Tolik Boards, Alternite.com, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E.com. Got to make sure I'm spelling that right. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, telling us a little bit about this really cool uh, nonprofit that he's got going and, and the way that it started. And, and your story, you know, that's, that's uh, such an awesome selling point to the story. And, uh, uh, you know, just your background, it, it makes so much sense as to why you're doing this and, and why it connects with you. So again, obviously, uh, we want to help you as far as connecting around. Uh, and, and the easiest way to do that is, you know, straight from you, tell people, how, how can people get involved with this? How can, what are you looking for? Uh, and, and how can people get involved if, if they have the same passions you do? Absolutely. So uh, as, you were, as you were saying earlier, we, 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 we created a really beautiful, really manageable website. It's Ultranite, A-L-T-R-U. N-I-T-E. Uh, we created a donate button, a, a form uh, telling us of our most recent partner. We've partnered up with Adam Graves. We've had support from Mark Messe. And like I said, we've associated <laughs> ourselves uh, with the New York Rangers organization. Um, you can you can write us on the website or email us or contact us on any social media platform. We're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram at Ultranite. Or you can reach me with that name that's on the screen, Tolik Bortz. Um, we're looking right now for donors, partners, and sponsors for a not-for-profit to continue with our efforts. I mean, picking up these 10 pallets, which, by the way, against my wife wishes, is in my two-car garage at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you can imagine what 10 pallets uh, of boxes of equipment is inside of my garage. Um, yeah, I mean, the storage, <laughs> truck, uh, truck rental, uh, gas, um, Employees, which we don't have at the moment, helpers to help us with these things. Um, just partners to help us uh, with funding. 
we're looking as well for families and facilities that would like us to donate this equipment too, which we have at the moment, which will be more than happy to distribute. Uh, but like I said, the support of a small or big business or a family or another nonprofit or another facility would be absolutely fantastic for us to continue with our efforts. All right, very cool. So we'll let you give it a shout out again at the end. But one thing uh, that we want to talk about with you, because again, we're here in Ohio. Oh, yeah. So we're going to switch things up a little bit on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're from Ohio. Right now, we're very involved in the central division of the NHL. Mm-hmm. You're a big Rangers fan. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you're feeling about Rangers season. They're not doing so hot, uh, but there's been a lot of a lot of things going on with the Rangers. One of our good friends uh, or former good friends with the uh, Blue Jackets, Panarin. There's a little drama around him. Yeah. Uh, just uh, uh, how's life in Ranger world right now? I mean, uh, my expectations weren't too high. We, we just don't have that chemistry glue team together. I believe any team, any sport, actually, you know what, I'm not going to say any sport, but particularly uh, our sport of hockey, it, nowadays, it needs that chemistry. Players need to know one another. They need to be friends with another. They need to know where, where one is going to be. Um, it's very important. We don't have that right now. Um, I, I, I think we still have a while to go. Uh, with with some of our players, I mean, even the, the thing with, with Panarin is includes my my country with with with, the, with political views of Nazarov and the whole thing with Putin. Um, it's just it holds no place in our sport. I believe politics and, and sports are two different entities. Uh, they 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 hold hold no. There's no bars held in, in one or the other. I mean, one Panarin was outspoken um, about uh, the. Uh, the, with Navalny and, and, and Putin. So uh, I I wish it didn't happen. I wish he, he wouldn't have done that story with, with the Russian news. And now this 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 his ex-coach, Nazarov, is, is trying to get back at him. This drunkard and uh, this individual with mental issues, unfortunately. Uh, you should see some of the videos that, that I compiled together and I, and I put on social media. Uh, what this coach, I mean, this guy tries to fight fans in the stands. He throws sticks. I mean, there's some episodes, and I'll send you yeah, a link yeah. later. You could check out on uh, Tolik Bortet Facebook, and I put a, I put a bunch of videos together to show you who this guy is that's accusing Panarin. But that's a whole different story. Um, Rangers are, are still a uh, a team to come together, so I, I'll give them some more time. I don't have high expectations. I'm waiting for some real chemistry to be built here. So uh, one of the last things we'll ask you about before we let you get back to your night here, uh, one of the cool things, just perusing through your social media, uh, you were at Madison Square Garden Sunday night, Rangers game. Oh, my you gosh. Actually, Tolik, you got to go to a sporting event. Yeah. What is that like? <laughs> I haven't been out of my house. You got to go to a sporting event. I mean, it, to be honest with you, uh, it, it's a little bit of a mixed emotions because you expect 18,500 people so, sold out. You get like 10%, 2,000 people. But you know what? It was just, it, it's that drive. It's that withdrawal that you have being away from, from your team. Um, it was, for me personally, it was exhilarating, electrifying at the same time. Um, it was one of the damn best $15 tasting <laughs> beers I've had in a long time. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you, I had more than one $15 beer there. So it, it, for me personally, 
it, it was like a welcome back. It was it was very uh, sentimental and personal to me. Uh, a lot of people may may have went say, oh, okay, yeah, I'm back at the game. But I, I think the majority of the, those 2,000 people were the ones that were hungry to mm-hmm. go. It wasn't the suits. It wasn't the corporate entities that were in attendance. It was the fans that really wanted to be back. So it felt really good. It felt connected. It wasn't as loud, obviously, as MSG usually gets. Um, but it was just – and I got to say, it was – I felt very safe. I mean, you weren't allowed there without your PCR COVID exam. Uh, you weren't allowed uh, to come in without your temperature being taken. You were not allowed. So if you were you were sitting like this, maybe if you're drinking a beer, which we were, yes. As soon as you put that cup down, ushers are just hawk eyeing you. Everyone, yeah. They either tell you pick it right up, or they'll come up to you and they've come up to us two or three times and said, "Hey guys, keep your mask on. I know it's a pain in the butt." but you got to mm-hmm. keep them on. So for me, being within this industry, I understand. So right. I mean, it, it, it was relative. It was very safe. I got to say. So yeah, it was pretty satisfying. Hey, okay. that's what it takes to get fans in seats. Then we'll deal with I it agree. for now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Last question. Tolik, who yeah. wins the Stanley cup this year? Oh boy. Uh... <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Our, our our sport is so unpredictable nowadays. I mean, the eighth seat can win the spot, uh, and the eight, and the first place can be, uh, you know, eliminated. I, I no one's no one's asked me this question as of yet. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say the Rangers. I mean, hey, I can't, yeah. I, <laughs> an incredible comeback for the ages. I'm I'm so superstitious that I I I I've never checked this out. I've never bet against or for my team. Money or no money. Mm-hmm. I've never played fantasy fantasy hockey ever. Uh, and I've anytime there was a, any kind of uh, boxes or any of that kind of stuff, and, and people would ask me, hey, who's going to win? I would say Rangers. I mean, because it's just that <laughs> crazy superstition that, that we have yeah. going on. I mean, if they, if they don't, <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> but... I gotta say, I feel you don't want to be the reason that they lose it. No, <laughs> just in, just no, in case. No, just in no, case. No. You don't want to be that one reason. <laughs> All right, man. Tolik Boards, we appreciate what a great story. Thank you for sharing a little bit yeah, about your, your personal life coming over to this country and, and 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 how that inspired you to start doing what you're doing now. If you want to find out more, alternite.com, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E.com. Go follow uh Tolik Boards on uh on Twitter uh at Alternite. Uh, and you can find them on Facebook as well, all over the place. They got some masks. They got all things going on. They're a cool website. Tolik, thank you so much for joining us tonight, uh, and good luck to you and your Rangers, man. Thank you so much, boys. I really appreciate your time and, and providing us a platform to spread our awareness. I really I really thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. And again, if you want more information on Alternite, go to alternite.com, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E.com. Our thanks go to Tolik Boards. We had a great time. What a story about immigrating over from Russia, uh, not having the money to afford sports equipment for his beloved hockey. And now uh, he's trying to make a difference in the world so other kids don't have to go through what he went through. Tolik Boards, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, go follow him on Twitter at Alternite, A-L-T-R-U-N-I-T-E. So, guys, we've had a good time. We've talked sour beers. We've talked mm-hmm. 
We've talked some serious chat about the Indians. We've drafted some teams. We've talked a little bit of hockey. And so I think it's just time to wrap it up. So as we do every week, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Garage Beers podcast with our three cheers of the week. We're going to send it around the horn, and each of us are going to talk about our cheer of the week. Uh, I think I'm up to start it this week. And so my cheer of the week, uh, something really cool that happened to a friend of ours, a former guest of the podcast, uh, and a guy that's going through some crazy stuff in his life, uh, Indians writer, Indians reporter, Matt Lodi. Uh, and, and we all know he's been on the show with us. We know the, uh, uh, the journey Matt's undergoing to battle cancer, him and his beautiful wife and their dog and their families all involved with that. Well, something really cool happened with Matt Lodi this week and you might've seen it cause it was on the news. It was all over the place. Matt Lodi got a personal video sent to him about a two and a half minute video from the one and only the rock Dwayne, the rock Johnson, Matt Lodi is a big wrestling fan. Uh, again, an Indians writer, and it was uh, a two-minute video that Matt posted on his Twitter, his Facebook, everywhere about The Rock just wishing him nothing but the best, and The Rock taking a couple minutes out of his day to just look at Matt Lodi and say, man, you're an inspiration, which Matt Lodi is an inspiration. Uh, he wished him nothing but the best in his fight against cancer, uh, and, and it was just a very personal, very cool thing. We're talking about The Rock that came up as a professional wrestler and is now one of the biggest movie stars in the world, one of the biggest celebrities in the world. And he took those couple minutes, uh, and I'm, I know it just made Matt Lodi's day. He was posting it everywhere. So my cheer of the week goes to Matt Lodi, who we love, and The Rock and the cool interaction that they had this week. Chad, you know, what's you your know, cheer of the week? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chad. But I was saying, you know what the, you know what the I, I thought that one of the coolest things about that video was uh i thought like you know you could tell that rock was like rambling a little bit like he was he was rambling on a little bit but that to me that just meant like that was even more genuine for me because you could tell like he didn't want to cut the video too short you know what i mean like yeah. like he want he really he really wanted to give him something special and i thought that was the coolest uh one of the cooler parts about the video for me he really wanted to make that message special for matt between that um, and then and then Matt tweeted out the video, and yeah. The Rock retweeted it and sent another nice note to Matt. Uh, it just it was a very cool thing, uh, uh, and it, it just shows that you know I think we put these guys up on pedestals sometimes celebrities and athletes and all that, uh, but it was a very real moment, uh, and it was really cool to see Matt be able to share in that. So, yeah. all right, Chad, what's your cheer of the week? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna cheer. I'm gonna cheer you guys for for going through drinking your least favorite beer. Hey, <laughs> your least favorite beers uh, in the country. In the country, and that's a sour ale. So, cheers to you guys. That's my that's my cheer for the week. So, my guys, I, I will say, the room and it has a date with the sink. <laughs> I gotta say this uh, <laughs> smoothie that I had. From the Brewing Project, amazing. I opened another sour because I bought a couple. This one is the Chow Cannoli. It's from Platform. This, uh -huh. it, this one's rough. This one's... That's right, it's rough. This is, this is that typical sour. <laughs> well, I'm curious to try the one that you liked now. It's it's so good. But this, this next one's not all that good. But I'm going to drink <laughs> it because no beer will ever have a date with the sink in this house, Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Not my house. I don't care. <laughs> Chad, 
Thank you, buddy. We appreciate you acknowledging yeah. us as we suffer through this. All right, so that brings it to our third and final cheer of the week. That goes to Joey Allen. Joe, what's your cheer of the week? Cool. Get ready for a letdown. I don't think I can follow up either of those. But um, I would like to cheer English language. <laughs> um, because I found out why Kansas is Kansas and Arkansas is not Arkansas. Do you know why? <laughs> No, learn us the thing. Oh, here. this is very exciting. So, um, Arkansas and Kansas were both settled by the same uh, Native American tribe. I can't pronounce the name because I don't want to mess it up and have it, you know, follow me for the next 300 years like these both states had. Um, but the English pronounced the Native American tribe's name and it eventually transitioned into Kansas. And the French who settled in Arkansas, their pronunciation of the tribe's name evolved into Kinsaw. And then it turned into like Arkansas or whatever. So the French made Arkansas, the English made Kansas. And the people in oh. Arkansas were like, hey, should we change this? And they're like, mm, nah, we're like kind of too deep into it now. And that's like <laughs> kind of, they like happened like kind of recently. So <laughs> there you go. How about that? Dude, cheers to learning. Cheers to learning. Cheers to learning. The puppy <laughs> who lost its way. Pretty much. <laughs> Get your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> but the puppy, that was a revolution. Oh, it's Brian, not Brain? Oh, shit, I've been saying that for 20 years. Nip high football rules. Uh, yeah. All right, boys, those are our cheers of the week. Share with us if you guys have any cheers out there. We want to know your garage beers of the week. We want to know who you think had the best baseball lineup this week. And we want to know if you have any special cheers of the week, anything special that's happened in your life that you want to share, let us know. We'll retweet it out. We'll bring it up on the podcast as well. Uh, but I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Special thanks goes out uh, to Tolik Bortz again from Alternite.com at Alternite on Twitter with his great story. We appreciated him joining us. Uh, and cheers to you guys. For Joey down there in Nashville at Garage Beers, Joe. For Chad over there on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers, Chad. I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike, go follow the show at The Garage Beers on Twitter, Instagram. Find us on TikTok. Find us on Facebook. Find us everywhere. But that's going to do it for us. Until next week, cheers, everybody. Cheers.